Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Suplex Biddies. Brought to you by Coach Guy Sports. Make sure to check them out one time. Use the internet. Check out all the blogs, all the other podcasts on the network. Missing out on content if you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. I want to start off by saying that I want to give us a round of applause because for the first time since WrestleMania, we were all on the podcast together. I know. Schedules, schedules lined up for once. It's about time. Hunnaman's not traveling. Six appointments. <laughs> not traveling around the world. Diego's My skin's not, fine, so we're good. <laughs> Diego's not, not, not hiding behind a camera. Doesn't want to. Doesn't want to talk to us. We're back. The boys, the full squad, Hunnaman, Diego, fellas. How we doing? Oh, we doing, you? baby. We doing. We're thriving. How you doing? I'm hanging in. Hanging in. Uh, not much to talk about tonight, but we're gonna we're gonna do do a pod anyways. It's what we're here for, you know. We're here to mm-hmm. content, C O N T E N T, content, contextual tense. Yep, that's the one. All right, so first thing we're gonna start off with we have WrestleMania backlash this weekend. Why don't we dive in, fellas? First match, we got Happy Corbin, Mad Cat Moss. These two were friends. Now they're foes. Whoa. How original. Happy court. Shut the fuck up. This is, this, it's been nice when I, I've only had one of you here. Now that I have both of you again, I don't know what I'm going to do. Hey, guys. Nothing like the train. The train is going one way. That's not the rail. Anyways, I, I don't I was know. I just making this. hand gestures. Jones could have kept know. talking. I don't what know what going Street on? sign he's doing, but anyways, go this on. Pod, see, this podcast is going down the tubes quick. All right. <clears throat> we're going to have to have a tryout where one of us leaves the podcast, and we're going from there. Um, I move soon, so that's fine. <laughs> no, you don't. Carry on. Soon. Anyways, guys. Jesus Madcap, 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 Madcap. Suspenders and all. I was about to say, so do we think Happy pulls out this one, or is – they're going to ride a little madcap mania after winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. It's funny how madcap seemingly has gotten at least a little bit of a push since he won that Battle Royal. Most of the time it happens, they hold up the trophy for a week and then it's over. So this time around, it's nice to see. So I think we're going to get a little bit of a win for him. Maybe he'll get a match with Ricochet or something like that. But the character can only go so far in that comedy role. So hopefully they give him a nice little singles win and then he can move on to something better. Yeah, I got Madcap yeah. as well. I'm also going to go with Madcap Mouse. I just – it would be dumb to let Corbin win here. You get Madcap to win. Corbin, you push, you can push his feet for a little bit. So, yeah. let's take yeah. Madcap. All right, the next one that I really don't care about is Bobby Lashley and Omos. Ugh. Yeah, that's happening again, huh? Uh, Omos is going to beat him. I hope you know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's gonna, he's gonna like trip him or something. Thomas is gonna cheat to beat Bobby Lashley, and he's seven thousand feet tall. <laughs> hey, you know that's what happens, man. I'm going with Lashley personally. I think I hope Lashley you're right to the end the fucking thing. But I, I think Lashley wins this. I think Lashley wins this to slap MVP in the face and then continue to beat him down as he's been beating him down. But other than that, I don't, I don't see much potential on this to continue. Well, my only thing is, why add MVP if you're going to end it at WrestleMania Backlash? So. Right. I think it's 50-50 booking. You're going to get Omas, get a W. Then they'll have a blow-off. I mean, it's Hell in a Cell next month, so. 
goodness. hopefully it's not a hell in a cell, but they'll have one more. Maybe oh, a stipulation type it thing. It's it's WWE, and what we will see for Hell in a Cell is Bobby Lashley versus MVP. Let's not forget who is running M- who's running WWE. Let's not forget. You think I think MVP wants to do that? He's like fifty. Yeah. So what am I? They did it. They did it to the Undertaker on his yeah. last under, uh, WrestleMania. The dude's like ninety-seven years old, and he still for- got forced to do the last. He's WrestleMania. also he's also dead, which is yes. crazy. Mm-hmm. So that happens. All right. What about this one? This one kind of caused a little confusion in my aspect here. Um, the It was supposed to be RK Bro and the Usos for the uni, unified tag team titles. Now it's a six-man tag with Drew McIntyre and RK Bro going up against the Bloodline and Roman versus the Usos. So there's a it. segment on SmackDown. Where this prolongs both feuds annoyingly, which is so it makes sense to for the most part. But Paul Hammond went to Adam Pierce and said, Hey, I have an idea for you. Instead of the tag match, what about a six man tag match when we add Drew and Roman? And then Pierce even said, Like, dude, we have like this big match with the titles getting unified. We can't just change it. And Hammond was like, You're really gonna, you know, subject the universe, the WWE universe to leave their, you know, the, their world champion off the card and all this crap. So he kind of, like, rationalized it. And then Pierce was like, you know, I'll do it. And then Heyman was like, if you don't, I'm going to report you to the networks, yada, yada, yada. So I guess it just feels lazy. But, I mean, Drew and Roman are finally going to be feuding, which is nice. And now we don't jump right into a singles match with them because he just got involved, like, right. this past Friday. So instead of a nine-day build to that match, now you got the tag match, and then they can go to the next one. Well, now you, you know what's going to happen, right? I do not. Drew's going to be the first one to pin Roman in God knows how long, and that's going to set up their, their, their feud moving forward. I think it'll be in the six-man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. When's the last time Roman Reigns has been pinned at a, at a pay-per-view? It's been like 600 days. I, th- I so, saw them. Po- they posted a graph. So last week. Just, just get it out of the way now. He doesn't lose the title. Caused a little riff, and boom, you're good. But yeah. Drew's going to pin Roman. Whether it's because of RK Bro's finishers and then Roman gets up because he's this big, powerful guy, and Drew hits him with a claymore kick and kicks his lights out, whatever you got to do, Drew's going to pin Roman. I'm taking Drew and RK Bro. I'm also going to go with Drew and RK Bro. I'm sticking to the bloodline. Last time that I went against Roman Reigns is uh, – Thing it kicked me in the ass. So I'm, going, I'm going for the bloodline here. I get it. Don't get me wrong. You can't go against Stick Roman Reigns. But let's be team. honest here. I don't disagree Roman with. I don't Reigns. disagree with your theory. Is, well, when I is Roman think, going to lose a pay per view match? I just think that this is perfect spot. It's as good a time as any. They can also say he was underprepared because it was only like a week's notice. Blah blah. It's it. It makes sense. I just don't know if they'll actually pull that trigger yet. But um. I like Diego's idea though, because it's just how how do you bet against the tribal chief? Easy. I'm doing it. <laughs> I say it with my words and then it's happening. Yeah, yeah. You know? All right. Next one we got uh Cody versus Seth freaking Rollins. I really hope Cody wins, man, but I think they're gonna prolong this one as well. So because their their feud honestly is so it's been if there was a world title, that would be their world title feud. Like that's their main event feud yeah. right now. And it's getting a lot of screen time, it's got a decent amount of heat. It's gotten a lot of people involved, but I think Diego's See, making hand now, for 50-50 booking. No. 
I'm doing reason. hand gestures of are you 50-50 podcast or 50-50 video game? I'm not. That's not even moving, dude. Oh, it's, dude, the, I'm dude, so distracted by the TV behind you that dude, I'm just like, what the hell is going when you on? Don't, when you don't touch it, it just it shows stuff up on the screen. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is he playing <laughs> a fucking hysterical. video game? Is he playing with my phone? <laughs> it's just on in the back. Is he on the podcast? What is it? Fucking wild. Um, my hands are right here. I think realistically, just talking out loud here. What's the next paper after this? Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. The money in the bank. Okay, well, they need to get one of the titles off of Roman Reigns. So, I think Seth wins, and then they come out on Raw the following week. They go, well, we need a world champion. We can't be this this Roman Reigns-esque thing. So, what I think could happen is that Hell in a Cell, they're going to set up Cody versus Seth for, hopefully, the new championship on Raw, the main title on Raw. But if not, I wouldn't be surprised if they do – a triple threat on live TV with Roman, Cody, and Seth. Cody beating Seth. That way Roman doesn't lose. He just drops one of the titles. And then you set up your, your title feud rematch of Cody versus Seth one last time. Best way to do it. But I think Seth wins on Sunday. I'm going to say Cody because I don't want him to actually lose yet because I think he's still so over right now. and they're, They've done well with this push so far, and this is when they start to – the second someone big gets that first loss, it seems like pushes get derailed and things change so quickly. So I'm going to hope for Cody on this one just to stay, keep, make sure he stays up where, he's, where he should be. Hope you're right. Me too. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think it's too premature to have Cody take, take his first major loss, um, especially after the push. It's been working. The, the crowd has been engaging with him every single time he steps out to the arena. No matter where he goes, I think I think this is one for Cody to win. Dude, the fans love him right now. Like I'm still surprised because I, you know, AEW they were just every time he came out or spoke, they just booed the hell out of him. And then WWE, they're just like for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the different audience or whatever it is, they just appreciate him. Well, it's I nice just think I just think with AEW, the product got got cold and tired. Meanwhile, yeah. for WWE, when have we had new product that's actually been somewhat relevant? We haven't had that in about three and a half years. Yeah, especially through the pandemic. So when you have new product that actually makes so much sense as it's completely the opposite of what the brand has been, of course, the fans are going to react to that. Um, and that's what Cody's giving. So. Oh yeah. Agreed. All right. Next one, we got AJ, AJ versus edge with Damian priest. I like edge here. I think this new stable that he's been going on has gone to AJ's head. I do think that we will see a last and final match between these two. I think they even out the score and then they decided onto a last third ride to, to close this chapter. I think it's a very good chapter between the two. They provide a lot of great content, a lot of great stuff all together to the fan base. So I think that's why they're going at it for, for a second time. Go ahead, Joe. I think AJ beats Edge, but we get the newest member debuting. Bridges action after the match, which is going to be mm. Tommaso Champa, or just I don't Ciampa. mind that either. Or who I don't mind that either. Just Champa now. They, they, they took his name. Yeah, it's just Champa. Yeah. So Champa, cool. Yeah. I like that. I, I also think AJ is going to get that win. And this is one of those feuds that screams Hell in a Cell. 
I mean, look at Edge's match with Rollins in Saudi Arabia last year. They had a great Hell in a Cell match. He's got a good track record in him. And I don't think we've ever seen AJ in Hell in a Cell. So it'd be cool to kind of get mm-hmm. him involved in that. And right. then AJ might say, I want you in Hell in a Cell to keep your freaking goons, you know, out of this. And then he can beat him one-on-one one final time, yada, yada, yada. But I agree. I think you're going to see Champa get involved there. And then you're going to see Rhea Ripley at some point join up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, then hopefully, I really hope they get some championships or something because factions are something WWE really lacks. And I really hope they stick with this one and kind of roll right. with it and just establish all these names. I agree with you there. More than they have already. And it's been, it's been forever ago since WWE has had a faction going on. I mean, the last time that faction was of somewhat relevance was um, when... Uh, What's his name? Our business? No. Um, the Nexus. What was oh, yeah. Name? Wade Barrett and all them? Yeah, Wade Barrett. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I mean. That was a major faction, yeah. The Shield, but yes. They were a trio. I think if you have like, they were, like yeah, they're, higher. Oh, is that, what, is, that, is that what we're laying if for? We, if we want to get technical, yeah. So I think Diego is yeah. right. I mean, to, it, me, to me, the Shield was more of a face than anything, and that's what really converted WWE and gave them the potential to even stay afloat. If if the Shield hadn't come by, um, I'm not entirely sure that any of these new superstars that are in today's wrestling world would be relevant. I just want to know what AJ is going to do to bring in some help during this feud because it feels like Finn Balor's got, you know, the Bullet Club ties and everything. I'm telling you, this is ready for this. It's going to happen. AJ, I love AJ, but this is what's going to happen. They're they're going to win the tag titles. AJ and Finn? AJ and Finn are going to win the tag team. I, I, I would not be yes. against that, that tag team. Are you kidding me? That's that's a uh, A+. Plus. Yeah, them, that's a, them that's a valid club. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty good, if you ask me. Even, well, if they really want to make it weird, you could even make that Hell in a Cell uh, tornado tag or something with, like, mm-hmm. Priest and Edge against AJ and Finn with maybe the Demon Boy. Because, you yeah. know, Edge is a demon now. Or the – what is he, the – Judgment Day. That's what they're calling themselves. Yep, correct. Yeah, I forget what he's saying. He's the he's the Judgment Man. Yeah. Um. So that and then the last match, the Iquan match between Charlotte and Ronda. This is a match that needed to happen, and this was something that I mentioned this a few episodes ago. I can't even remember when was the last time I mentioned this, but I said that one of the last faction matches that hasn't happened in in a while was an I Quit match, Mm -hmm. and we've known I Quit matches to be relevant because. John Cena has been in so many of them that he's kept them relevant. This this one, though, I'm so glad that it's happening now in the women's division because it's too big. I'm not saying them as like they're they're big women because they're not. I'm saying like two heavyweight titans going at, at each other. You so got basically out, going you game got, value, yes. You Bye-bye. got out, you got you got Charlotte Flair, who's been portrayed to be this invincible woman against the toughest, baddest bitch in the world, and, and Ronda Rousey. So it, it, I'm glad that it's happening. I'm taking Ronda Rousey to win this one. I think Charlotte Flair does not have that extra boiling blood that Ronda Rousey has been surrounded by every time that she's stepped in the octagon in the UFC and all that. So that helps her go along the way. Ronda's gonna Ronda's gonna get her in an armbar and push it to the limits, and it's gonna be to the extent where Charlotte gives up because if she doesn't, she's gonna have like a torn labrum. But they're I gonna think we see that. Charlotte. I think we see the arm snapped. 
Yeah, I, I think, think we see the arm I, I wonder if I wonder if Charlotte's like you know double jointed or something, so she can make it look like you know she shatters the arm or whatever, like she did with Alexa Bliss back in the day. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I think. Curious. I think uh, I'm with you on the Rousey. I think she wins it. This there, geez, she just she needs a mouthpiece, man. Like yeah. she needs a manager. Like NXT, we can talk about you know there was just some releases like Malcolm Bivens would have been great. <laughs> just just a guy that can come in there, talk a bunch of shit, and then have a badass back him up. You know, it's just uh, she needs something because this. I mean, when she been, first when she tough. first came in, she had an excellent mouthpiece in The Rock. After that, how do yeah. you top it off? Yeah, because they first paired her up with The Rock, then Kurt Angle, mm-hmm. and then they just let her kind of be an, an asshole because that's what she wants to be because she still has resentment toward fans as she's made known. And uh, I think, yeah, ooh, what what they should have done realistically, um, just a free ball here. Imagine they they put a little uh, little group together. It's Ronda, Shayna, and then like someone else, and you have like oh, I don't know, fucking La Knight <laughs> be the guy. Modeling agency. You heard about that? Yep. LA Knight and uh, who's he have now? It's got Mansoor and uh, Mace yep. so far. Mace. He right. repackaged them and they're all fancy, mm-hmm. fancy lads. I wish LA Knight was going to wrestle because he's like, the he's almost, he could be as good as like Miz with how well he just is talks on the mic and everything. Yep. But, you know, we'll see how this managerial thing goes. So hopefully, hopefully that's a substantial, and it's another faction, you right. know? So it's right. like they're kind of starting to pair people up and. We'll go. But yeah, as you said, Jones, mouthpiece, something, Ronda Rousey wins, and then hopefully Charlotte goes away for a little bit just to make us appreciate her again. All right, so real quick, before we get into the final topic, I just thought of something that we haven't touched upon. Hunter, you and I talked about this last time you and I recorded together uh, was the the big Tony Khan announcement. We haven't talked about it. I completely forgot. Um, The Forbidden Door pay-per-view with New Japan is going to be so freaking good. I can't freaking wait. So just this to is... touch upon AEW real quick, the um, the Owen Hart Cup is starting to pick up steam a little bit here. Um, but the first conf- confirmed match of Double or Nothing is Adam Page defending against CM Punk. Just a quick reaction about that. And then just a quick reaction about the Forbidden Door in June. And then we'll get into the final topic. I think Punk's going to win, unfortunately, because I think Hangman's run has been I – li- I have enjoyed it. His story was actually the most rewarding part of it. Him being champion could have lasted a day, and we would have been – I think I, I, in the end we would have been okay with it because he still got that big moment. But I think you're going to get the headline of Okada versus Punk at the Forbidden Door. And if I'm not mistaken, because I think they had an um, event over the weekend, but Okada is their world champion. So they're probably going to want to headline it with, you know, AEW world champion versus New Japan world champion. So Punk is going to get it. And again, it's just, it's a good name. It'll probably bring some more eyes to the TV, you know? And uh, yeah, what, what do you guys think? I just think it's going to be great because they're, they're knocking it down. And with this big wet wrestling promotion company out of Japan, getting them involved in the States is crucial. And I think we can finally start to see some of these, matches that we've seen like if Kenny Omega comes back and they do the undisputed elite versus you know exactly what I'm talking about if they do that that's just fantastic right off the bat right there Mm -hmm. but I I also think Hangman could be a really cool opponent for like uh, Tetsuya Naito or something like that right so he doesn't have to be the champ going into it 
But oh, that pay-per-view has so much potential. And just seeing the interviews of like Tony Khan talking about, he's like, you're going to see like dream matches you never would have even thought of or thought possible. And Double or Nothing's almost going to take a backseat at this point. Like it's going to be a good show as it always is, but it's a month later is that Forbidden Door thing, which is what the wrestling world has been waiting on did for, you, since WCW. Did you so. see Did you see the Hardys talk about how they've never held the IWGP tag team titles? I did not see that. So, as of right now, it looks like they could be facing Chase Owens and Balak Fale as they just Ooh. won the tag titles as well over there. So that's Talk thing. about a guy that not a lot of people talk about is Balak Fale, man, and just that whole squad, or that, it's the Girls of Destiny kind of, I think. And the Bullet Club over there. Ooh, yeah. They've been doing – they do some wonderful work, and then no one really knows about them. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, sorry to go off topic. I just – remember we haven't talked about it. Just wanted to get, throw it out there in the airwaves. Uh, we all in, the same, all in the same boat. We think Punk's going to pull it off at double or nothing leading into Forbidden um, Door. I'm probably in agreement with you. Yeah, it's going to stay. Unfortunately, but – Makes yeah. no sense. Right. Okay. I, I agree. I think – Punk takes this. Um, I actually love your comment that you just mentioned about. Um, why am I just throwing a blank? Okada and Punk, or no? Um, you about Balor Fowler? No, one person that you just mentioned will be coming back. Um, oh, Omega. Omega, yeah. Thank you. I, I would love for that to happen. Omega. Now it just it just makes so much sense why they happen. It, it makes perfect sense, and I, and I like it. I really do like the comment there. Um, other than that, I don't really have much to add on there. No, it's gonna I, be interesting to see how that shapes up. Any, yeah. any last yep. commentary on the NXT releases? I know we were gonna bring that up yeah, a little bit. That's what we were doing. I was gonna let you hit the nail on the head there. Dakota Kai probably should probably get signed by AEW, right? They just have so many women. She's so good. Remember when they had no women and now they have all the women? But it's just like they still haven't carved out any of those. Like, out, there's like five or six, maybe. I don't even want to say that many. Probably like three noticeable have, people. It's like it's Sheeta, Rosa. Yeah, go ahead. Sheeta, Rosa, Britt, and then maybe Deeb at this point with how they've done it. And Tony Storm is on her way. But, I mean, just Dakota Kai was just one of those people that was vastly underused. And her, her whole run was, like, four years with NXT. She was a tag team champion for a total of, like, 48 hours. Yeah. Which is just, like, a, it's a freaking disgrace because of how good she is. And the my favorite thing that I've been seeing on the internet since he got released was Bivens coming in and taking over um, Mark Sterling's role and uh, being Jade Cargill's mouthpiece. Because that would be an upgrade and a half. I like Smart Mark. Don't get me wrong. But Malcolm Bivens, whatever he his name is, so much better. I'm gonna find it. But carry on. Go ahead. You talk about it because I gotta tell you what his actual like ring name is. Yeah, it just it stinks. You know, obviously, you know, could we see a guy like Dexter Loomis be on the way there? I think he. I think he'd go back to Impact realistically. Um, I don't know. It's just it's, for me. It's just what is NXT gonna do? You know, it's starting to. Slowly, I'm starting to slowly get the the later end of the two thousand of the two twenty two thousand nine twenty ten ECW where they had really no direction for that show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just like how are you gonna throw away that brain like that? Ever since Vince took it over, it's 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 gone downhill. And it's going going rather fast. It's just you know, there's just there's WWE could use some better managers. 
And Bivens just seemed like a perfect guy. To, he doesn't really have to do much besides just get a mic for like a minute or two. But as, as we said, they're going to start to release every like six months or so if people don't show enough improvement and things like that, or they think they've, you know, done all they can. So they'll land on their feet. You know, you still got Parker Bordeaux, who is now, or Harlan, as they called him, is now back on the free agency. And they, they compared him to Brock Lesnar less than a year ago. And he's already gone. So, you know. It just it just goes to show for me um, that they don't know what they're doing. It's just I think I think personally for the Dakota Kai part of things. I mean, we saw Raquel make her debut with SmackDown. She did really good and all that stuff. That's great. I think Raquel eventually gets good push with SmackDown, and then they realize how much of a massive product Dakota Kai actually brings to the table that I think we mm-hmm. will potentially see more layoffs or more releases happen within SmackDown and potentially Raw to clean up financial opportunities. 